Welcome to the Truth and Grace podcast, hosted by Swan, Laterica, and Amber. In this week's episode, we will discuss relationships, offense, and forgiveness. Hope you enjoy. Hey, everybody. Hey. 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 TGIL, TGI yeah. Friday. It's Swan, Laterica, and Amber. We're back again. Hey. Yes. Welcome back to week two. We're so excited to share with you guys this week. Mm-hmm. And before we even start, we just want to thank you guys for an awesome first week. Yes. Our first thank week was you. absolutely amazing. So Such a great turnout. It was wonderful. Yes. Yeah. It's been awesome. Yeah. A lot of feedback. You yes. guys have shared your testimonies with us. You yes. share your spiritual gifts with us. And so we just want to tell you guys, thank you so much for the love, for the feedback, for the participation. You guys have been absolutely amazing. amazing. Absolutely. Thank we you. Love thank we you. love thank to hear you. from y'all. So much y'all. for the support. Mm-hmm. We love to hear from y'all. We love the feedback. Keep on talking to us. We want to talk to y'all. We want to hear from you. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Yes. Talk to us because we're going to talk back, guys. Amen. Yes. Come on now. So we're here for week number two. And we're going to talk about something that, you know, I'm quite sure all of us have dealt with. Our title for this week is Can You Stand the Rain? Yes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Can You Stand the Rain? And we're going to talk about, you know, offense, you know. The Bible says in Luke chapter 17, it says that offenses will come, Mm. you know, offenses will come. That's one thing that we cannot, you know, just get around from. We can't get away from offenses Mm -hmm. will come. And, you know, I just want to jump right in and, you know, ask you guys, have you ever been offended? If if so, you know, what happened to you? Never. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. So Amber's never been offended. offended. Nope. Never. Not now. Y'all. Ooh. The Lord will strike me down and let me stop lying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Have I? Oh, goodness gracious. I, I'm going to tell y'all something. I knew this was coming up. We was talking about this on this episode. And I'm like, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> no, but... I mean, yeah, the, the word is very true. Offenses will come and they have come. And I have been one. I know for me... I have even unintentionally stewed in offense and held on to offense. And it is not fun. It's not fun at all and I'm not a um confrontational type of person so I'm actually <laughs> I'll be honest I'm passive aggressive <laughs> so I'm the type that I'll either bury it and it'll and my aggression will come out in very um either intentionally or unintentionally so man I tell you what but I I, I just ah uh, this topic I don't like it <laughs> but no <laughs> so for me I yeah, I've been offended, like family, friends, even at work. I've been offended at church, even, mm-hmm. unfortunately. But I mean, um, one thing, one of the instances where I was offended is the ones that that hurt the most are the closest relationships. So I, I've yeah. had like friendships where I've I've been the offender, and I've had to apologize. I've had to make amends and right my wrongs, and I've also had friendships and relationships where I've been offended. And, and it's interesting what I learned in that. It was like, I, when I was still needing those people, when I was still needing them around because I had nobody else, I didn't have any other friends, I didn't have any, or whatever I needed them for, I was able to easily bury the hurt, hurt or the hurt feelings. I was able to easily hide it. I was able to easily ignore them. But once we were separated once we were not together anymore for a longer or more time or more space came between us, 
the heart of my heart became towards these people. And it was really interesting. I wasn't, and this was at a time where I was still fumbling around and figuring out my relationship with the Lord and what I was going to do. So I wasn't very well versed in scripture in this. So I wasn't approaching it with a, in a biblical sense or in a, in a true sense. I was approaching it in the world's way. And so, and I would ask myself, like, every time I'm around these people, I love it. I love them. I have so much fun. I have, have a good time. I love them. I have no issue. But every time I'm away from them, I don't want to be around them. Or I feel mm-hmm. myself getting hard or I feel myself not wanting to be bothered. And I feel myself isolating from them even more. And so in all of that, I had to realize was because I had unforgiveness towards them still in my heart. Even though it had been years since all the offenses occurred and we got through that, apologized and moved forward. Well, not even really apologized, but just moved past it and kind of swept it under the rug. Mm-hmm. And I was in years after the offense happened, I was still their friends. I was still like, there was no issue. I, I had no clue that I was underneath all of that was really hurt by what happened and yeah. really heartbroken by the offense. And so, um, but moving forward after our friendship changed because our seasons changed and we all moved to different places and that space and that time came in between us that left me to actually have to, well, I didn't deal with it at the time, but have to face and deal with the underlying heart issue was there's a big hole of unforgiveness in my heart. And I wasn't holding on to it intentionally, but it was there. And so I've, and I went through and I've gone through a long season of telling God, Hey, I really am not trying to be butthurt here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm really not trying to be unforgiving here, but I, I don't know, like this still, like I got this, I I just have this, I I don't even have the word for it. Like this clenched up part of my heart that is just so unyielding. And what's the verse in Proverbs? Uh, An offended brother is more unyielding than a fortified city. Mm. And that's what I was. And I, and it, and it was stronger than my own will. I'm like, God, I'm not choosing this. This is this is here in me. So it, it's, it's been a, such an interesting, I'll say interesting, it's been hard too, but an interesting process of seeing how I went through that unforgiveness. And it wasn't something, it's one thing to hold a grudge and be intentional about it. And I've been, and I've in the past have been a person like, I, I don't forgive here. And my stuff would be more so petty, like, oh, <laughs> y'all gonna think I'm crazy. Y'all know who Lane Kiffin is. <laughs> The, Ale- the old Alabama coach. <laughs> Yo, years ago when he left right before the national championship, I said, I'll never forget that, man. And I held on to that for real. And the Lord told me to forgive Lane Kiffin. Actually, I have, but no. <laughs> but <laughs> no, but so stuff, petty stuff like that, I will hold on to. I got other stories like I haven't. I ain't go to Publix for a long time because they told my car. <laughs> they told my car. <laughs> they told your car. That's it. It was my fault because I. Y'all. Car and handicap. No. So I didn't have a parking permit in college, and it was a Publix right next to campus, mm-hmm. and I parked at the Publix. I was there all day, and they told my car as they should have, but I was still mad. <laughs> I was still mad. So petty stuff like that. I, I will hold on to and the Lord has said look girl you gotta stop but things like like what I'm talking about now friendship like a real friendship that people that I truly love and spent years with and grew up with in a sense that's something I wasn't intentional of, of about holding on to because I didn't want to 
but I also wasn't willing to process and work through the emotions and the hurts that led to that state that I was in. Yeah. So it was, it was, it's re- it was really interesting to see that and see, and it's been very interesting to see how God has brought me on the other side of that because I've asked him to heal me. And I was like, I, I'm, I'm not trying to, but there's a difference between asking God to do something and participating with him through the actual process that mm-hmm. he's taking you to, to get to the answer prayer. So we, cause I can, you can ask God, God, I want to lose 50 pounds, but if you're not willing <laughs> to go to the gym yeah. or to cut out sweets or whatever it is, you can ask him all day to help you lose 50 pounds, but you're still going to be plus 50 until you partner with him. So that's where I was for a long time, asking God, heal my heart, asking God, help me to forgive, asking God, help take this pain from me, but not actually taking the steps in the natural that I needed to do to get to that healing. So... So that's just me. Have y'all, I don't know how y'all have dealt with the fence or what y'all been through, but. Well, I can take it. You should, um, since she took it from a friendship point of view, I'll take it from a family. <clears throat> so um, my dad has been dead for three years. Um, and when he first died, like two months after he died, my mom and I had a disagreement because I, I was stuck in my grief. And I felt like she, we all grieve in different ways, but I felt like she moved on mm-hmm. with her life and just left me stuck. So being her child, even though I'm, I'm at that time was 34 years old, I'm still your child. And being a, a person who desired kids, I feel like your kids always come first, no matter what, to, no matter how old they are. That's how I just, feel like mm-hmm. just just the instinct in me I feel like your kids always come first and so I felt like I was being pushed to the side for something new I was a part of that old lifestyle for that life that you had when my dad was here but now now that he's not here you don't need me or that life anymore so that's how I took it so I was offended and I walked in months and months of unforgiveness and I became bitter I I was angry I became disrespectful Mm. so I never was like that towards my mom when my dad was here but it was a shift because we allowed someone else to put a shift or a rip in our family Mm -hmm. and so instead of us confronting the issue head on I allowed it to build and build and build until I got to the boiling point when I I exploded. Mm -hmm. And then I became disrespectful, disobedient, Mm -hmm. and things like that. So I I live with that today. I mean, I have forgiven myself because I know God forgave me. And I know my mom has forgiven me. But it took me a while to get over that because I never cussed in front of my parents. I never did anything like that. And I allowed someone that I didn't even know come in and take me to a point a place that I never want to return back to. Mm. So I harbored that for him for years. It wasn't even more so about my mom. I was offended by her and angry because she didn't take up for me. But my unforgiveness lied more with him. Mm. So until this day, like I, I had to learn as I was as I was growing in the Lord, you know, there's a difference between forgiving someone and 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 reconciliation i don't have to reconcile anything with him i just have to forgive him because that what the lord told me to do mm-hmm. so now i every time i i see him 
I have got God has got me to the point where I speak, I speak, but that's it. I don't have no more conversation for you because God hasn't took me to that place yet. Mm-hmm. He's still healing. I'm I'm over the situation, but he's still growing me in that area of moving forward. But who's to say he would ever allow me to go beyond speaking? I'm I'm to that point where at least God got me there and mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna forgive because I'm the type of person that you thought you hold grudges. <laughs> I will hold it to the the old me. Used to hold a group. I would, I would take that thing. I said, I'm taking that thing to my grave. You, I don't care. You got, I don't care. They on fire on the side of the road. I'm not stopping. Mm-hmm. That was, that was the kind of anger I had. Or I say, if you know, I was just gonna be, we, we, we troop and grace. You know, we all. Mm-hmm. If I would piss on them if they was on fire. So <laughs> that was the word that I used to say. That was, you know, what I'm saying. But I moved on from this. Thank God for salvation. And um, so that's just where I am now, and I'm so glad. But. The lesson in all that is for me is because, you know, during, during the fact that my dad died and I had all that unforgiveness, everything that was building up, I think God was just pruning me. He was leading me to him through all of this because that's how I, I found God in my broken place. Mm. So mm. if I never would have been broken and my people were like, how could you say, and I say that I said, y'all, honestly, if my daddy was still alive, honestly, this is God's untruth. I don't think I would be walking in salvation mm. because I wouldn't have been broken. I would have still been doing me. I would have still been mm. of the world. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. Now I'm in the world, but not of the world. Mm-hmm. I would still been of the, you know, just partying and doing because my, 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 I wouldn't have been in a broken place. Right. And that's what God, a lot of people have to understand. God, sometimes God's have to reach you in your broken place mm-hmm. to just heal you when he, and when he fully heals you, he heals you from everything you've been through. Like you, when you fully surrender, I've learned that like I had a lot of unforgiveness, a lot of anger, a lot of bitterness. And he healed that for me. Mm-hmm. That it's a daily walk. And sometimes he had to get me together on my stuff. Cause sometimes I still catch myself when somebody's name is mentioned, rolling my eyes. Mm-hmm. And he be like, oh, best friend. What was that? You know what I'm saying? So I have to get up like my bad best friend. I did. I rolled my eyes. So that's something he was like, we need to work on that. I mean, instantly he, he, he like, I, I'm convicting you right now. Mm-hmm. What was that? And so we are human. It's going to happen, guys. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Forgiveness is a happened. process. Don't never let nobody tell you that it's easy. Mm-hmm. It's not easy, but it's necessary. Mm-hmm. We all been to in a point where we have been hardened. Our hearts have been hardened. But God, that's why our heart is made of tissue. It's, it's meant to be softened. Mm, so I encourage you, if you have unforgiveness in, in your heart, just seek the Lord for answers. Mm-hmm. Seek him and he'll lead your path. And so and especially with family, family, yeah, we, family, family hurt different. It, it hurts different. Mm-hmm. Friendship, Amber, it hurts different. Because, yeah. you know, all of that, all of these people have been in your life for a long time. Some of them seasonal. Some have been there in there a lifetime. And you like, oh my God, mm-hmm. I can't believe this person did this to me. Mm-hmm. So it hurts different. So that's my take. Laterica. Yeah. So I'm, I'm going to hit it um, at a, at a uh, co-worker angle, you know. Oh, Lord. Um, you know, for many of us, we spend most of our time with the people that we work with. Mm-hmm. Like, we spend more time with them sometimes, depending on what type of work we do, than we do with the people at home, mm-hmm. you know. And for me, my first year teaching, um, I had a student who committed a crime. 
and he was an African-American student. You know, he was black and he allegedly did something to a Caucasian student and he was arrested and it was a lot of tension a lot of racial tension mm. and i know you guys know exactly what i mean because the racial climate has been very very high especially in the past few years mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and i worked in a predominantly white school not just a predominantly white school but a predominant pre- predominantly white school district mm. you know in my school that i was teaching at um Maybe out of like 160 people that were teachers, it may have been 15 black people that were teachers. And I'll never forget, one day I walked into the faculty lounge and my white co-workers did not see me walk in. They did not hear me walk in, but they were talking about this particular student. And their response was, they need to hang that N word. Oh, bless it. Mm. Mm. Um, and I'm quite sure all of you guys know what the N word was. Mm. You know, they mm. said they need to hang that N word. This was recently. <laughs> and <laughs> okay. my initial, like I was so shocked. Um, and I immediately cleared my throat. So that they could know, like, y'all ain't in this room by yourself. And I cleared my throat and their looks, like, when they turned around, you could see, like, their faces were pale. Um, They were shocked. They didn't know what to say. Some of their mouths were just dropped open. Mm. Um, They didn't know what to say, what to do. It wasn't, they didn't apologize. But I was so offended. Because I don't care what he did if he did it you know i do care what he did but what i'm saying is that wasn't a justifiable reason for them to call him that Mm -mm. it wasn't a justifiable reason for them to say he needed to be hanged Mm -mm. because we come from i'm black my ancestors have been hanged Mm -mm. so for you to open up your mouth and say to be bold enough Mm. to have a conversation like this in public. And I know that there are people who have conversations like this in private, but for me to hear it for myself, I was offended. And I'll never forget, I went back to my classroom and I was in tears. Mm. Um, Y'all, I had a fight in me before I got saved. I mean, a real fight in me because I told y'all in the last episode, I I didn't slash plenty of ties and (laughs) busted out plenty of windows. I had a fight in me Mm -hmm. but when i got saved god did a work in me to where i can't fight back like i used to fight back and for some people this may sound crazy because you might be like nah you should have did such and such and such and such but i'm a professional as well i can't fight you like i used to fight you when i was in the world Mm -hmm. not only am i am i a professional but i'm a christian and i gotta fight my battles on my knees Mm. And I have to use my voice to fight back. You know, I have to speak whatever it is he tells me to speak. And I couldn't fight back because the old me, like, (laughs) I was ready. But the new me, the Holy Spirit was like, go to your classroom. 
because I was on my planning period and I was in tears, but I had to go in my classroom and I had to shut the door and lock it and I had to pray. I had to pray until my next class started. But when I left the school that day, I called my dad on the phone because of course he has more wisdom. He's dealt with racism and all of this and had more way more encounters than I have. But I had to ask my dad, how in the world do you deal with this? How how do we live in a state like this? You know, we're Southerners. How do how do you how do you function? How do you go to work every day knowing, you know, what type of coworkers you could be potentially working with mm-hmm. and, and the things that they say to you and how they how they treat you? And my dad had to have a long talk with me, you know, and be real with me. As African Americans, you know, we we there are different conversations that we have to have with our children, you know, with our siblings, with with our parents, because it's just different for us. Mm-hmm. And I know I hate that it has to be that way, but sometimes it's just different. And people can be so cruel and so mean and say mean things. And I'll never forget the faces of, the, of those teachers. And it took me a while. Like, I had to forgive them. That's ignorance. They were ignorant. Mm-hmm. You know, they had been blinded. And I had to forgive them. Like, it took a while. That happened in, like, the beginning of November. Like, mm. <laughs> it probably was the end of the school year before I was like, you know. But it took a while for me to get to that place. It wasn't just something that happened overnight. It was, it was yeah. for me, that was very, yeah. very painful and very uh, hurtful for me. And I and don't get me wrong. I was, my heart went out to the young lady. I felt bad for her. I felt bad for the young man. But... I still think you sh- there are things that you shouldn't you just shouldn't say about people. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it as disheartening as that as all of our situations have been, especially that one, it it's interesting to see how God what God did in that and what God mm-hmm. what we learned from that. So whether and and by the grace of God, you know, some of us had have had to go through really hard hard things where it comes to race have had to be offended and some of us have gone through more things with family and familial hurt and or some of us more friendship or whatever it is but by the grace of God we are able to come on the other side of that and if we allow him to we're able to learn something from it so and I could like I couldn't imagine I could not imagine being in Laterica's situation like I could not imagine hearing that and just walking away. Walking away. Even where I'm at now with the Lord, I, I still couldn't imagine it. Where And Laterica may not be able to, like, how, how she would deal with t- that type of grief that you went through. Mm-hmm. You know, so we all go through different things, and we've all come out of it. I would like to think better if we allowed God to do what he wanted to do in that. So, I don't know, do, do you feel like you are better because of that? Or do you feel like you're still growing from that? Or do you... Maybe even like sometimes we might get have like for me, sometimes I displace my anger and I put it on God wrongly, of course. But I'm like, what God, why do you even allow that? Why do you let me get hurt in that way? I don't know. I'm just curious. How do you think you are after that? Like, where where are you? That's what I'm asking. I'm actually really glad you said, you know, the 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 part about all of us have been through different things and we may not have been able to handle what each person has been through mm-hmm. because sometimes, you know, we can look at other people, compare our lives to them, or we can want to be like a, a person or 
you know, want their anointing, but you have no idea, mm, no idea. <laughs> you know, the stuff that they went through or the stuff that they had to walk away from or the stuff that they had to keep their mouth closed on or mm-hmm. the stuff that they had to pray through or the anxiety or whatever it is, the attacks that came, you know, for them to get to the place that God has them in. Like you have, people have no earthly idea, mm-hmm. you know, like I, I don't, I don't want your story, Amber, like, mm-hmm. because I don't want to walk through what you mm-hmm. went through. I don't want your story, Swan, because I don't want to have to walk through what you went through. Right. Sometimes I don't want my own story, you know, to be quite <laughs> honest. Because sometimes y'all, I can look back over my own story and be like, oh my goodness, I have been through so much, you know. And so sometimes I don't even want my own story. But, you know, I am grateful to God that he brought me through. And so I just want to encourage you guys that, you know, don't look at anybody's story and be like, I want that. Or, you know, because sometimes mm-hmm. you see the glory part of it. But you don't know the the history mm-hmm. of it, mm-hmm. and so just just be grateful for the season that that you're particularly in. Be grateful for your life because God He is gonna truly work you know your life out for your good, and He's gonna use those those things uh, together for your good. But to answer your question, Amber, um, what, what was the question again? <laughs> no, I was just uh, asking. Do you think you are better now because of that? Yes, definitely. I hate those situations had to happen, but I am better because when I held on to offense, like y'all, it was like I was in bondage. Mm -hmm. Sometimes we think, you know, I'm, I'm hurting them by not forgiving them. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, you are hurting yourself, you know, and I was in bondage when I didn't forgive other people. I'll never forget one time when I, um, was holding unforgiveness towards um some people in my family y'all when i released that thing when i tell you blessing on top of blessing on top of blessing Uh on top of blessing i'm talking about things that i had been praying for waiting for it's like the floodgates of heaven just opened up and god just started releasing stuff like girl i was waiting on you and i I thought i was waiting on god you know so i am i am better and i'm still growing because sometimes i still get made you know Mm -hmm. i still get offended at people because of an expectation that i had that's that's a place where a lot of you know offense comes from it's not sometimes it's it's not that a person did something it's because i had this expectation like you were supposed to come you were supposed to congratulate you were supposed to do this and it's like who said it who who said it's this expectation that i had in my mind, and I get offended because of that. So if I could, if I could just release everybody from an expectation that I done made up in my head. Amen. Listen, <laughs> and I want to say more about that expectation, but I want to hear from Swan first. Um. Yeah, I think I'm in a um a, a better place in in that area. Like I said, it, um, it grew me. Mm-hmm. It, it grew me. A lot of things with my with my dad's death made me grow up. Not just not I grew spiritually because of God, but mentally I grew because I was spoiled. And even in my marriage, even in my with my family, even with my friends, I've been spoiled all my life. So a lot of stuff like with that that hurt, that brokenness, when he when God healed me, it grew me to a point where saying you gonna have to stop depending on anybody else and depend on me. Mm. Because you, you, I used to say it out my mouth. As long as my mom and daddy on this earth, I ain't gonna want for nothing. Mm-hmm. And God was like, 
no, you shouldn't be saying that about me. Like who there, I got them here. They are just, they're temporary. And I, I've shown you that this is temporary. Mm-hmm. So I'm your, I'm your all. I'm your, you know what I'm saying? So I, th- that situation grew me and me and my mom, you know, of course we're in a better place. And yeah. I've, I've learned to just like, I, I, I feel like I lived those 34 years without knowing that other person. And you didn't affect me for those 34 years and you're not going to affect me for the rest of my life. Mm. So I, I had to take my power back mm. because I was giving too much energy, being angry. Mm. I was angry, but, but you, you live in your life mm. like it's golden. And I'm walking around here angry at the world and blocking things that God has for me. Mm. So now my, 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 and I'm trying to get my husband to pray for my husband in, in that same situation because he still has all with this guy. So I'm trying to get him to see like I'm at a pl- God got me to a place where I can speak, but I don't have to have no no relationship, no conversation. I said, so I want you to get to that point and try to you know ask God to get you to that point because as long as you are harboring this 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 illness, this ill will towards this guy, you're never prosper in the area. So I said, you're you, you can't allow anything to affect our household mm-hmm. to block our blessings. So. Release him. Mm-hmm. Allow, allow God. And I said, I've been praying. I said, one day, my mom will see him for what I saw in the beginning. Mm. So I released it. So, yeah, I mean, I, I try not to get offended with that situation anymore. You know what I'm saying? And, and God doesn't tell you how best friend is. God tell will. Me, girl, tell he, me. I don't, I have, since my dad's been gone and, and all that situation with that guy, I have seen that guy three times in three years. That's how good best friend is. He will block things like he will keep me in perfect peace. All right now, because he would like, I don't need you to see him. You don't need to see him. And when you when you see him, I want you to be so full of me that you will be able to handle his presence. So I'll be like, okay, best friend, I I I, I receive that. Amen. So every time I see him, I'll be able to speak because I'll be so full, so full of God and. That's what he got me. So that's why I'm at. Amen. Amen. That's good. That's good. Y'all have touched on a few things I want to talk about. One of them, you talked about saying something about let releasing or letting go. Mm-hmm. And you with the expectations. I'm gonna come to I'm gonna talk about the expectation first. Y'all remind me about the letting go. Okay. <laughs> no, because it's it's some good stuff that um Holy Spirit is reminding me of right now. So in my offense with my friends and what I walked in. And so Whereas you were hurt, yours maybe have came more like a dagger. Mine came more like a an unmet expectation. I didn't realize I put all these unmet all these expectations on my friends. Mm-hmm. You, my friend, you're supposed to be here for me. You're supposed to have my back. You're supposed to do this and that. So when situations happen where where I wasn't being taken up for, I wasn't being defended. I was having to defend myself in situations with them. I was being let down. I was being disappointed. That's when unoffense, well, not that's when offense and unforgiveness started to fester and grow in my heart. And so that just remi- that just reminded me of how I got and I, and even though it was just a friendship, I really did get my heart broken in that, and not in a romantic or a weird way because it was female friends, but it was just my heart literally was broken in that situation, and it did it couldn't just be an apology to mend it it couldn't just be more time spent together it was something it was a process I needed to go through with the Lord to allow him to mend my heart and the Lord showed me in that like you were saying Swan where you said as long as I got my 
parents ain't gonna want for nothing i was saying as long as i got my friends i got my two besties i'm good i don't need nobody else god heard that even though i may have said that unintentionally in my heart that's what my action showed and that's what was in my heart and so god had to show me i'm your best friend (laughs) i want you to have friendships i want you to have people in your life god places the lonely in families i was extremely lonely so those two friends they were an answer prayer. God placed me with them because I needed them. But I'm the one that perverted, and I, not in a weird sexual way, but I'm the one that perverted the relationship by placing them where God was supposed to be. Yeah, like an idol. Mm-hmm. Yes. I put them on the throne of my heart. And so when they did what humans do, <laughs> I got my heart broken. Humans mess up. Humans go after, and their hearts were after other things. Mm-hmm. as what humans do <laughs> and so I had to I was left with the brokenness in my heart and so that and again Leterica, that just reminded me because I, I deal with disappointment and fear of disappointment and, and that has translated into my relationship with the Lord and me and God again I said this last week God is so patient with me how he has walked that, that out with me and learning how to trust him um, completely but just, and I just like to say, you, we have to let go of those expectations on people. But there, and there's a, and I'm thinking of something else now, like there's a line between still having our heart open to people and not going in hard-hearted or defenses up, still having an open heart to people, but still being rooted enough in the Lord to not be shaken. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When some, when humanity happens, when life happens, when offenses come. So that's been, that has been a real journey for me to learn like yes I can be open not and vulnerable but I don't need to be naive yeah and so and y'all have seen me walk through this even the past year I've had even other relationships uh friendships (laughs) that God has brought me to a place where I had to learn how to have confrontation Mm -hmm. and do it healthily (laughs) and the past year I have been screaming on the inside because god knows i hate conflict and confrontation but god is like you've got to learn how to deal with problems head on because the problems aren't going anywhere they're going to happen there's going to be disagreement you got to learn how to deal with it and face it and not be fearful in that so that's the thing i thought about when you were talking about expectation and not to keep talking but when you were saying letting uh, talking about releasing people i would just want to say the one thing god taught me in letting go he taught me this in my own relationship with my dad um he he told me because my father my biological father isn't in my life he told me i had to let him go because i for a long time i still hoped for a relationship with him but the lord told me and this is the first time i heard the lord clear as day he said to let go of that relationship and i cried and i was like how do i do that lord how do i do that and he told me you don't have to know how to let go you just have to choose to do it mm. and so that was such a relief for me like any of this whatever we're asking God about we don't have to know how to do it. we just got to choose to be obedient whatever he tells us to do mm-hmm. so if I say I'm going to let go of this offense and then I the a memory comes back up I can either choose to dwell on that which is not letting it go or I can dwell on things that are good lovely noble pure honest trustworthy praiseworthy so I can so that's that's how I have learned in a way to walk that out, how to let go, how to actually release something, as you were saying, Swan. So that's that's just me. But um, 
But yeah, it both of y'all said it, it's not easy. It's right. not fun, but it, it's here. It's a part of our life. And yeah. it really can be when you can get to that point, and I feel like in my mind, I feel like this is when I'm down the road, 70, 80 years old, when I'm truly unshaken. <laughs> <laughs> it feels like it's a long time from now. But I feel like it's going to, all of the stuff we're going through right now, we've been through, is going to be so worth it when we get to that point where we are unshaken so i don't know yeah it just reminds me like 2020 was a year of shaking you know Mm -hmm. you know when i look back i think of 2020 but it reminds me of a verse in 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 the book of hebrews that says that everything that can be shaken will be shaken Mm -hmm. but let your faith remain and so with even with that verse you know it reminds me that you know there are going to be things shaken you know that need to be shaken off of our lives you know if 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 our foundation is right, you know, the everything that needs to stand will stand. Mm-hmm. But there are some things, you guys, that need to be shaken off of us. Mm. And I think, you know, through every offense, through everything that we've been through in life, not just offense, but everything that we've been through in, in life, things have been shaken off of us that need to have been shaken off. Like the friendships, you know, we, we some of us have made idols out of relationships Mm -hmm. and God has removed those people out of our lives. That was something that needed to be Mm -hmm. shaken off of us, you know, you know, just, just different hurts and pains, uh, bitterness, just things that needed to be shaken. They came off of us. Um, and I just, I'm grateful for that. But at the end of the day, let your faith remain. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest thing. Like God wants our faith to remain in him. And so I'm super, super grateful for that. And I know we've talked about, you know, being offended in these different situations. But how do you deal with, how how have you overcome offense in these different relationships? It's been a process. What about, I mean, yeah, it's been a process. Like we both had to admit, like when I, when I, when I finally addressed my mom about the situation, I was like, we're both grown. I want to apologize as your child for being disrespectful and disobedient. But as a grown woman, I meant what I said. Mm. So that when we had to get to that point, I I want you to feel where I was coming from mm-hmm. because I was hurt and I I I, I apologize how the way I delivered it because it was disrespectful and you're supposed to honor your mother and father all the days of your life. Mm-hmm. So I was wrong, but I I don't. I meant what I said, though. In in that part that was not the cursing and all that, you got the gist of what I was saying. Mm-hmm. I want you to get the meat of the conversation. <laughs> so, so, so that's that's my thing. That's how we 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 was able to sit down and we hugged it out. We cried yeah. it out, of course, because at the end of the day, I felt like I was grieving two parents. So I didn't mm-hmm. want to go through. Mm-hmm. It was like a death of two people. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not gonna let somebody else that I. Never knew in my life come and steal the only parent I have left. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to fight for my parent. You know what I'm saying? I don't. And I told her, I said, you can choose to be with him or love him however you want to love him. But don't expect me to accept him because I'm not there yet. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So once we got that understanding, that foundation was set. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We, you good. As long as he, he good to you, he don't put his hand on you. I never cut up again. Mm. Okay. But when he did, he ever slip up. That's when I'm going to have to pop off and repent. That's what this is. No, ma'am. 
No, ma'am. <laughs> oh, then I will have to give Swan some truth. Oh, come on. I, I can't be gracious right I now. I will have to let give her some truth. I have to let the Definitely speak. give her some truth yes. in that bone. But no, for real, honestly. Oh yeah, no, we, we got we, you. We, we in a good place, and <laughs> so your your relationship is definitely surviving the rain. It is. It's surviving the rain. Now that relationship is yeah good, but yeah, and some other stuff. You know, you know. <laughs> we'll we'll talk about that one day when I'm ready. I still got some wounds that I'm dealing with with as friendships we as well and things like that. Mm-hmm. So once God tells me to release that, He's healing me. But once Amen. he tell me to release it, you know, I release it. But I totally understand where you're coming from when you say that you like basically wear your heart on your sleeve and you 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 gave them more credit. You gave them more it was an idol. It was a thing mm-hmm. when you give your I felt like you when you give you all your all and you're the only one giving your all in it. Right. Well, I'm not gonna say you're the only one giving your all in it. I'm gonna take that back. But that's that's how it look. Like, mm-hmm. you know, so yeah. No, I get you. I'm so glad you said that because I honestly feel like there's a huge difference. And I had a I had someone who had to speak this over me and had to tell me because of that thing, expectation again. Mm-hmm. And I was getting hurt by it. And they had to sit me down and give me some truth mm-hmm. and say, Laterica, there's a difference between a friend and an assignment. Yes, Lord. Mm. Okay. And I honestly, you guys, I thought that my assignments were my friends. Mm. You know, and I was like, I'm I'm loving on them. I'm pouring into them. I'm checking on them. I'm praying for them. When they call, you know, I'm making sure. And she was like, they're not your friends. That's part, that's the assignment that God has given you in this season. And she was like, you're going to have to clearly define your friends and your assignments. She was like, because when you have a friend, she was like the same way that you pour into them, they're going to pour into you. And yeah, it may look different in each season because what you may need in this season, you may not need in the next season or what they may need, you know, Mm -hmm. they may not need in the next season. She was like, but what you give, they're going to give. They're going to love you. You're going to love them. You know, you're not going to be the only one investing. Like in a friendship, you invest into each other. Mm-hmm. You know, she was like, it's going to be equal. Um, You're going to be a blessing to each other's assignment. It's going to be someone who can pray for you. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn it. I was like, oh, so ain't none of these people my friends. Oh, bless it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. So all of these people that I work I was calling my friend, like, when none of them my friends, and all of them were assignments, and I was like, oh, oh, well, God ain't got no friends. Well, how long do you have to be on assignment, honey, because <laughs> I, I, I need to know. So, this was years ago. No, okay. this was years ago. But I was like, oh, wait, none of these people my friends. And so then I had to start praying for friends. Mm. Like, I had to pray for friends because I didn't have any friends. Yeah. Like, when I when I told God, gave God my yes, especially my yes to preach, before then I had friends. But when I said yes to preaching, yeah, my friends disappeared. Mm. It was almost like preaching was a plague or something. Mm. Like, I thought that they thought that maybe it was contagious and it was going to jump off on them, no, you know? No. I don't know what they thought. <laughs> but they just walked away and it wasn't like I changed because, like, the Lord was delivering me from things. Like, he delivered me from 
fornication then he delivered me from drinking and he delivered me from sex like it was a process that he was doing before i even knew i was going to accept my call i didn't know what god was doing mm -hmm. but all of this happened as we were friends and then i never pressured him like oh you gonna you gonna stop this as and you know <laughs> as we've heard in sermons are you gonna burn in the lake of fire <laughs> like no it, it was nothing like that you oh, know man. i i still love them for who they were they were my friends mm -hmm. but after that, I didn't have friends. Like, literally, God was sending me assignments. And so, I had to pray for friends. And I would encourage anybody, like, if you don't have friends and you notice that you, you got a bunch of assignments around mm. you, pray for friends. Yeah, like, absolutely. pray and ask God to send you some friends. And I, I believe that you won't have a bunch of friends. But, like, Jesus, Jesus had Peter, James, and John. He had the 12 mm. disciples. But he had Peter, James, and John. He had that those three, you know. And and then, you know, John the Beloved and Peter, you know, he would go off with just Peter and, and, and John sometimes. But he had those three who were close in his circle. And I just feel like you need those people who are close in your circle. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. But... <laughs> That that's just crazy to me. Um, mm -hmm. I need to know how long you got to be on assignment. <laughs> you got on assignment until the Lord release it. Until the Lord release it, girl. I'm just saying. I'm trying to see. I've been praying for healing. My heart is broke. My heart has been broken over. I well, you know, I wasn't gonna say anything about it, but we, since we talked about friendship, my heart was broken. Mm. I mean, I had my friends. I had what I call my five. I had my five for years. Like each one of them came in my life. In different seasons, but they all became a best friend to me, and you know mm -hmm. what I'm saying. So, but the two main people that I have had in my my life for twenty plus years, I still grieve them daily, and I don't. And my thing is, do I love harder than other people? Why is this hurting me? Why do I cry about? Are they crying about me? That's how I, you know. What I'm saying you know what, I've never uh. And we've talked about this, you guys, several times, but I never just thought about this until you said it. Maybe that's how God' heart feels for them. Mm. Mm. And so maybe he's, like, giving you a burden um, to show you how he feels, how his heart mm. feels towards them. Because he knows that you're going to pray that through. Um, Come on now. And mm. So whoever those two that's people good. are, I would just start really interceding for them, not for them to be your friend again. Like, if that's something that God's going to repair that's gonna be a huge blessing but for him to to be back in close fellowship with them so that they can be drawn back to him Amen. and i and i just do believe that i believe that god will give us you know a burden break our heart for the things that break his heart you mm -hmm. know and sometimes our heart will be heavy and we can't understand why but I, I truly believe that that's the reason why, like, God will show us how he's feeling. Mm. And he'll give us that as an assignment to pray, pray it through, to pray for people until he releases us from that assignment. And I think he'll release us when that assignment is completed, mm. like when they're back with the Father, because he loves the lost. God mm. loves the lost. And if you, if you have, you know, strayed away, if you've been distant from God, like, it doesn't matter what you've done. If you have been the offender, like, if you've been the person offending other people, it does not matter, you know, what you've done. It does not matter what you said. And I know some people, you know, they'll probably be thinking, well, what if, what if they molested somebody or what if they were a murderer? Like, none of those things matter, you know. Um, they, they matter, you know. I don't want you to misconstrue what I'm saying, okay? 
I am so sorry if those things have happened to you. Um, but what I'm saying is, if you were the person who did it, God still loves you. Absolutely. Amen. Absolutely. He still loves you. He still desires you. He still wants to use you. And if if you've been that person, um, there are people who have did so many things. They they've they've stolen things. They've been a liar. They've they've been a cheater. They've been a fornicator. They've they've uh. <laughs> drunk like a sailor, you know, mm. so many different things. They've, they've been abusive, you know, so many things that people have done. You have offended so many people maybe, but God still desires you. Absolutely. That is absolutely true. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think um, even for ourselves, we have to be able to extend that grace and that forgiveness to ourselves because and something that we didn't talk about that. We talked about work relationships. We talked about family. We talked about friends. But there's also times where we can have unforgiveness towards ourselves. Oh, wow. Yes. And, and that, for me, honestly, has been one of the hardest things to overcome. Because in my mind, it was like, how could I do... This is me. How did you put yourself here? How could you not protect you? This is you. Like, mm-hmm. this is me. So that was... For years, I battled with how did you do that, Amber? How could you do that, Amber? So it was... um. And all that, it was just in the same way how we have to, for those who have been the offender, and I've been the offender, and I, and um, who have, we have to receive God's forgiveness all the same. God is going to forgive us all the same. Jesus' blood covers all of that. Jesus yes. died for all of that. Mm-hmm. If Jesus can forgive me, I have to forgive me. Yeah. I have to forgive me. I have to see myself through his eyes. I have to choose to do that. And most of the time, that's a daily choice. I have to choose to see Amber through the eyes of Christ. Yeah. I have to choose to speak over Amber the way Christ speaks over me. I have Amen. to choose to pray for Amber the way Christ intercedes for me. I have to choose to love Amber the way Christ loves me. And it has been a daily process. And even, Swan, with you, the question you just asked, as Laterical was speaking, it reminded me, was it this episode or the previous episode, you said God... The only way God could get to you was through your brokenness. Mm -hmm. And that just made me think the way God is getting to your friends or another way God might be getting to you is through this brokenness right now. He's using you through this process. He's healing you. You know he's healing you, but it still hurts. And you Mm -hmm. ask him, why does it still hurt? Why does it still hurt? God is doing something in it. So just allow him to do it. And it (laughs) and it's funny for me to say that because I get mad at God all the time about like God don't want to hurt no more. Mm-hmm. I, that has been if I the one consistent prayer I have had my whole life is God I don't want to cry anymore Ooh, and I'm about to do it now bless God that has been the most consistent prayer I have had my whole life and it has not been a prayer it has been me begging God and not even a because we, we're supposed to go to, before his throne of grace boldly that's what Christ is for but this prayer, God, I do not want to cry anymore. Mm. I am tired of crying. I am tired of my heart hurting. I am not trying to be unforgiving. So I don't understand why it still hurts. I am not trying to be hurt by this. And so that for me, that has been an ongoing prayer. And that's something I have to even learn. What is God doing in this wound? Because there is nothing wasted with God. God is the recycle king, right? <laughs> reduce, reuse, recycle. He's yes. going to use up everything. He, you, 
he will use every part of the pig. He will use every part of your heart, every part of your life. So we just have to be willing to let him do it. And it's uh, the only thing that keeps us from God's best is us, our choice, our will. So y'all see, if y'all can't see me right now, but I am crying. Got a few tears streaming down, but you know, a thug, <laughs> she got, no, <laughs> I'm a real G. No, 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 no. But, um, if you've had that same prayer, I hope you know the same way God, I, the way that I'm learning that God hears that and he's not ignoring you and he sees the wound and he feels it. Every bit of pain you have, he he feels it. He felt that he's gone through it with you. So yeah. just do not, God, he will never leave you nor forsake you. That is not a lie. That is not a lie. God is not a man that he should lie. Do not think God has left you in this. He is with you in it and he is walking with you through it. So, and I think that is, um, in your question, did have my relationships, did those, that relationship, those relationships stand the rain or how are they surviving the rain? We, um, I had to really, God had to work on me because after we separated, I separated from those friends, I retreated and isolated mm-hmm. and I, um, and God has had did and is doing a real work on me. And he's bringing me to a point now where it was a point where I would never reach out. It's not that I hated them and never have and never will. Every time they reached out, I always would respond. I always would be happy to speak with them, but I couldn't ever reach out to them. And I won't get into the, the reasons to that of that right now. But he's brought me to a point where now I can reach out freely and be okay and like, and speak and we know we're not best friends and know we don't speak every day or even every month <laughs> or even every well we speak a few times you know here and there but I am able to really love them with nothing with no baggage attached to that with no obligation if that makes sense like I don't feel obligated to love them I love them because I can so that's where I think our relationship my relationship stands with those two friends um you don't work at that place anymore so you don't really (laughs) (laughs) so ain't no relationship (laughs) but you know what if i see them you know i'm gonna speak i'm gonna love people the bible says with love and kindness have i drawn thee Mm. and i always want to be the light i used to ask god like God, why are you sending me in places that are so dark? Mm. Mm. Why are you sending me in atmospheres that are so dark? And He would tell me it's because Latirica, you carry the light, mm. and light lightens up darkness. When light is present, darkness has to flee. Amen. And Amen. so, when I see them, if I see them, I'm gonna have to be the light. Amen. Okay. And darkness has to flee in the name of Jesus. Amen. And so that's where I am. You guys, this has been an awesome episode. It's been fun. It's, it's been I mean, great. for it's what it was. I had, yeah. 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 Been healing. And we pray the same over you that you've been healed. Yes. If you have any prayer requests. Yes. Um, let us know. Um, if you're standing in, in the need of healing. Yes. Please um, email us at truthandgracepodcast.com at gmail.com that's truth and grace podcast at gmail.com and of course we'll put this all on social media as well so you can get in touch with us or send us a direct message on instagram or facebook or leave a comment 
um please um and that's at truth and grace podcast on instagram and that's truth and grace podcast on facebook reach out let us know if you have any prayer requests y'all i trust both swan and letterical with my life y'all want them praying for you i'm gonna just let you know <laughs> like for real for real and i of course i will pray for you too but these two right here let me tell you um but please prayer requests any issues like have how have you overcome offense or is there any offense in your life that you're still struggling with and you need some help with or anything any testimony you want to share with us please let us know we want to hear from you how did you overcome the rain are you still in the rain um, do you see some rain clouds coming? Yes. Let us know. Yes. Tell <laughs> us. Let tell us me, know. baby. Can you, can you stand, stand the rain? Come on, honey. Come on now. Amen. Ooh, so amen. we thank you. And we will see you on next episode. So then God bless. Amen. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. Be sure to like, share, and follow on the Truth and Grace Podcast Facebook and Instagram pages. And don't forget to tell a friend.